Hi, and welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, a weekly look at the Catholic intellectual tradition and an exploration of the author's books and topics that have shaped Catholic thinking for 2,000 years. My name is Jason Gale, and I'm joined this week by Dr. Benjamin Smith, our lecturer in philosophy here at Catholic Studies Academy. And today we are going to be covering the topic of Christian apologetics. But before we get started today, uh, I want to invite you all to please share the content that we have, that we put out there uh, for the building up of, uh, of our Catholic faiths. And um, please hit that like button, subscribe. This helps us out and helps grow the community uh, in the uh, digital realm, in the metaverse. One day, one day we'll be in the metaverse. <laughs> I don't know if so, I, are we in the metaverse? I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, so our topic today is going to be um, looking at apologetics. So we're, we want to we want to kind of explore evidence for the Christian faith, mm-hmm. uh, and part you know many. Many times today, we're, we're before we're even given the opportunity to present a case for the Christian faith, uh, we're presented with just multiple challenges. Right, and right, you know, right. and and as Catholics, we have to be um, be equipped to handle specific topics that we're dealing with uh, today. Some of them are new, some of them are old and recycled. Sure, um, but it's important for the Christian to be able to do that and to. Um, uh, and, you know, like like a good, like if you were going to teach a class or if you were going to give a presentation, one of the things you want to do is try to anticipate some of the questions that may be mm-hmm. asked of you. So as as Catholics, this is what we want to be able to do is to look at the world with a, a good, keen eye, um, recognize the challenges to Christianity that's out there and be able to provide some sort of uh, defense or answer against uh, those challenges, but then right. on the flip side of it, um, um, build it back up. So uh, the way that Dr. Smith and I like to talk about it is sometimes we have to uh, um, deconstruct maybe uh, somebody's erroneous view of Christianity or Catholicism, um, but that's not good enough. We have to help build it back up into something sure. positive. Yeah. So um, Dr. Dr. Smith, uh, to get us started, let's let's begin with kind of maybe the deconstruction side of it. Maybe the uh, what are what are some of the the challenges uh, that we're dealing with sure. uh, today? Sure, yeah, we might call it the deconstruction is kind of a loaded word these days, right? So we yeah. be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the the straightforwardly defensive part of it, you know, yeah. um, because there are just attacks, right? And we just have to be prepared for that. One of the things, you know, Christians are naive uh, if we don't think that we're caught in um, a spiritual warfare, a warfare that's for the yeah. mind. Uh, you know, New Te- the New Testament is very clear on this, right? It, we, you know, we skip these passages, you know, nowadays. But you know, the Christian faith is uh, Christian life is often depicted as a battle, right? Military uni- uh, metaphors are used throughout Scripture, right, to describe um, uh, Christian life, and so we need to be ready for that battle. We need to be equipped. Even the title of this um, podcast, right? is taking every thought captive, right? Uh, that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm just going to read here um, from a little bit more of that uh, passage that starts at, we could say, verse 4. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I mean, I think, I think that's a pretty powerful witness to the importance of apologetics. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, um, you know, uh, the Bible's compared to uh, a weapon, right? right. The Bible sword. is a sword. <laughs> that's right, yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. so, it, and, it, and it, you know, and it is this weird thing in Christianity where 
or sometimes maybe it's just a, a point of emphasis, but mm. um, we sit here and we say, you know, just the, the over-focus on, you know, mercy and gentleness and, sure. and, and all this, you throw up the analogy of well, the Bible's a sword. <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, I would ask, you know, the person who, uh, you know, um, doesn't like, you know, this sort of thing, you just say, look, uh, so, or the person who, you know, maybe what's ignores is, well, when was the last time you destroyed an argument? When was the last time you tore down a stronghold, right? Like that's, that's, you know, that's something that we need to be equipped to do, right? Uh, yeah. As Christians. And again, you know, if that's true in general of the Christian faith, that it involves a kind of a military combative side, right? It's true, especially today <laughs> where we live in yeah. a, a society that is so post-Christian. Let me tell you what, especially for parents, if you're sending your kids out into, you know, to college, um, into their mid twenties, um, without equipping them at least a little bit, you know, yeah. they're, you know, they're lambs to the slaughter. I hate to put it that way, yeah. but it's, it's just that bad. All right. Uh, so many of our institutions are hostile to Christian faith. Obviously the media is hostile to Christian faith. My cousin, I won't give her a name, but she teaches, she's a long time, uh, you know, high school teacher. She calls uh, cell phones a gateway to hell, right? Uh, because I mean, she sees it, you know, like what happens with people, these teenagers, right? Uh, they're exposed to so much in social media, right? So much that's anti-Christian, that's secular, uh, that's just really debased in a lot of ways, sort of, I don't know, kind of diabolical, right? So, um, you know, we need to be equipped. We need to have our kids be equipped um, uh, to face what are the direct challenges. So as, as you said, Jason, right, there's a defensive side, part of this and then there's a constructive side of it um or destructive and constructive so let's think about the the the, the destructive first because this is where you're going to get challenges right directly to try to undermine christian faith right yeah and probably one of them that you know so many people are aware of is relativism right sure you know um christianity makes a claim to be true right <laughs> is that correct jason <laughs> period period full, right, stop. Right. full stop yeah i mean why be a christian you know I, I, it, if somebody says why why are you a christian i think the first, oh, this is so aggravating right uh, so we got to say back up here just a little bit and say first apologetics is important because truth is important all right <laughs> and the truth yeah. value of christianity is important if all you've got to say is if all you've got to say with respect to why you believe is because of some experience, right? Mm -hmm. Or because of your feelings. Well, that's just not good enough, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because other people have other feelings, right? That doesn't explain anything, right? In terms of why Christianity is true, right? And it's yeah. important that it is true. When somebody asks you why you're a Christian, you should say because Christianity is reality. Yeah. Well, and and that's and you know, and that's something that can easily be put to easily be put to the relativists. You know, mm -hmm. if if truth is that which is in accord with reality, mm -hmm. if and what you're saying is not true, that would make it what fantasy, yeah, or something, or, or right. something else. Yeah. What you know, and to ask the question, what do you want to live by? That's you know, right. That's you, right. yeah. you know, your 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 imagination or your uh, feelings, your your, right. your your fleeting feelings. Yeah, that's right, right, you know? yeah. Or yeah. do you want something a little bit stronger, something that mm -hmm. is you know uh, reality itself? You know, that's right. and that's. And, and, you know, and even I think that that kind of perspective, as much as sometimes we talk about like 
um, the Christian worldview or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're putting on these glasses, these Christian glasses yeah, to look at reality. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that we have the ability to see reality as it is and say, right. yeah, yeah. I have I have no say in this in the in in being, you know. I have right, no say. Right. It just is, right? It just is. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the because Christianity. I mean, look here. Here's the thing, and I, I mean, I'm sure that those listening to us know this, but it's worth enforcing. Christianity is not worth following because of the way it makes you feel. Yeah. Right. It's only worth following because drugs can give you a good feeling. Alcohol can give you a good feeling, you know, uh, all sorts of things to get meditate, you know, strange forms of meditation or new age practices can give you a good feeling. Right. Right. That's, that's not the important reason to follow Christianity. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one reason not, not, and, 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 you know, as weird as it sounds, don't follow Christianity because it'll give you a better marriage. Right. That that's, that's not the reason to follow Christianity either. Hopefully it will yeah. give you a better marriage. Right. But yeah. That's not the reason to follow it. The only reason to follow Christianity is if it's true, yeah. right? If you have any other reason for being a Christian, that's not set, uh, sufficient, right? You yeah. know, we you only follow Christianity if it's true. Now, yeah, I mean, the same with science, right? Why would you follow science that's not true? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be those challenges to the truth of Christianity, right? So if sure. I say, "Well, why are you a Christian?" and the response, my response is. Well, because it's reality, you know, hopefully you'll say it that strongly. Okay. And I, I just don't say it's true for me or any of that, anything like that. Yeah. Right. Um, just say, because it's reality, right. Yeah. Then you're going to get the challenge. Right. And it might be a strong challenge, especially if you state it that strongly. Um, the, uh, you know, one, you know, immediate response is going to be, well, that's just true for you. Right. Uh, yeah. The, you know, something like that. Now, there's a lot that's kind of packed into that, right? As an, sure. from a perspective of philosophy, that's epistemologically called relativism, right? <laughs> and and that the there you can, there's different ways of stating it, but the basic idea, right, is that truth is relative to the individual or culture or historical yeah. period, right? Yeah. Now that presupposes, right, that there isn't a real truth or that we can't get to the truth. Right. Yeah. So we end up saying, well, truth is relative. Right. Because obviously, if God does really exist and we could know that, then the truth wouldn't be relative. Right. It would be based on the reality that God exists and that we know it. Right. Yeah. So uh, it presupposes, right, a certain kind of at least agnosticism about yeah. certain issues. Right. Um, now, as a general, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think one thing I think that's important to point out there for our listeners is you 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 put it in there when you're talking about relativism that there's that there are, you know, some different types. You may not encounter the, you know, the the crazy relativist that just absolutely thinks everything is relative. Mm. But but there but there is a popular form of relativism that just says, well, this is kind of how our culture and our society has constructed um, our version of rea- what we call reality. Mm-hmm. So, so, and, and it can be otherwise in other cultures, you know, sure. or, right, right, or right. as, as our society evolves, we, the new generation have the ability to construct this uh, uh, as we see fit. So it's, mm-hmm. so it's not a, a complete form of, uh, or like a, a crazy form of relativism, but it's a form mm-hmm. of kind of cultural or, or a society 
society says kind of uh, relativism. Right. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, and, and basically, you know, if you're playing that out, if you're developing that, right, it's the idea that, well, you know, we have different perspectives at different times, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, and, you know, because of that, right, truth is relative to your epoch, right, or your time. Um, another way of putting it is just to think about, you know, everybody has their own perspective. It, this is probably the most common. Everybody yeah. has their own perspective and experience, Right. And because everybody has their own perspective experience, you don't have my experience. Right, Jason? Yeah. Nope. You haven't been inside. You haven't been Benjamin Smith. Right. Nope. Uh, that's probably a good thing. Uh, <laughs> you haven't felt the things that Benjamin Smith has felt. You haven't seen the things that Benjamin Smith has seen. Yeah. Some of them, but not others. Therefore, right. Our truth can't be the same. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. you know, truth at the end of the day, your access to truth is just based on your experience. You got your experience. I've got mine. You know, there's no way, right? Uh, so there's going to be your truth and my truth, but there's not the truth, right? Yeah. Um, because our experiences and perspectives aren't the same. I think that's probably the most common that yeah. I run into. Yeah, yeah. What do you, does that sound right to you, Jason? Yeah, yeah. And sadly, it is, and it's also you know probably the most least thought out mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, some of the you know some of the other forms of relativism are more well thought out and stuff, but yeah yeah right so so truth is relative because experience is subjective and individual you know yeah you know uh, uh to put it in an ancient philosophy way appearances are relative and therefore truth is relative right yeah truth yeah. At, at its best is what it appears to be right yeah and since what appears to be is different for different people right truth is going to be relative uh to different people right yeah um, yeah and, and 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 a lot of that also goes back to and this would be a good another episode i think is you know and especially within catholicism there is a you know a doing away with metaphysics and a replacement sure. of metaphysics with psychology and sociology right, right right so so you know faith becomes the way that you look at the world you know fashioned by your experiences of reality or something like that it's it just be you know it's it's i don't want to say it's completely like you know a freudian approach but uh -huh. it's but it but it does away with you know real existence again right, like you yeah, said sure. uh, uh, it's you know your your experience mm -hmm. is what is reality not the thing experienced right yeah 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 so, so let's let's frame this in specifically Christian or uh, anti Christian terms right so you say you know um, Christianity is truth right Christianity is reality right uh, and the relativist response is going to be well that's true for you. Mm -hmm because of your experiences yeah. it's not true for me because of my experiences right so even though even though you've had some experiences that makes that true for you it doesn't have any epistemological hold on me and yeah. and most importantly no metaphysical or ethical demands that would follow from the truth of christianity right so you can take your Christianity, you know, you know, coming from the backwoods of Texas, like you are, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and go away because, you know, we're sophisticated people from East Nashville and we don't have to have, you know, we don't have your experience, right. Of needing a savior. That's your own, you know, weirdness. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, that kind of thing you're going to say is, you know, the, there's a lot, again, that's there psychologically, sociologically, at its root, though, philosophically, right, it's, it's an absurdity, right? Because yeah. 
if you say, okay, so what you do here, right, is I say, well, that's true for you. The thing that you need to say back to me is what, Jason? Are you saying that truth is relative? Yeah. Right? That's the question. And one of the things I hope that comes out of this conversation is this practical point. If you get involved in an apologetics conversation or debate, the number one, one of the number one things you need to do is ask questions. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, more than even like make claims, ask questions, right? If somebody says, well, that's just true for you. You could say, well, what do you, do you think that like, everything's like that? Like, just, what do you mean true for me? Like it's relative. And then you can say, yeah, it's relative to you. And then you ask, do you think truth is relative? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is God uh, real? He either <laughs> isn't or he is. And he can't be both. Both, right. You know, like it's, you know, and I, and I think I think you're 100 percent right about uh, asking questions, because, mm-hmm. um, again, somebody's, you know, with as much conviction as we want you to be able to say, I believe in Christianity because it is real, because it is reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you will encounter people with the same amount of conviction about right. their own relativism. Sure. And so, sure. you know, one of the first things is maybe just, you know, pointing pointing out uh, the weak spot. And, yep. and that kind of uh, thinking mm-hmm. um, and getting them to really examine it on, you know, let's play this out. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, you know, carry this to its logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think getting straight to that, straight to that point is, is important. Mm-hmm. You know, is truth relative then is, you know, is, there you go. Yeah. You, you know, getting there straight you, to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you're introducing the philosophical question, right? You're pushing them. Yeah. Right. And you're going to reveal, right, the foolishness behind their position, right? Uh, and I, that, you know, when I say foolishness, that's not to insult the person, right? Right, right. Um, their, you know, their intellect is clouded by the ignorance that follows from original sin, right? And so, you know, as scripture says itself, right, you know, it's, it's the fool who says in his heart, there is no God, right? Um, again, we're not trying to insult our interlocutor, but there is yeah. a kind of foolishness in denying the existence of God. And so yeah. what you want to say here is, Okay, now let's get it. Let's get to the philosophical question. So you think all truth claims are relative, right? You think truth is relative, right? Or that there are no absolute truths, right? If you get right. ask them that, right? Are you saying there are no absolute truths? And if they say there are no absolute truths, you should say, now wait a second. That's, that sounds like an absolute. <laughs> that sounds like an absolute. Seems like you just contradicted yourself, my friend. You know, have yeah. you really thought this through, right? Now. At that point, you've won the debate, right? Yeah. You've shown that they're posi- you've won the you've won the debate about whether or not relativism is sufficient defense against Christian faith or sufficient sure. criticism, right? Yeah. Right. So if truth is, you know, you so you, know, you, can, you kind of can play it out a little bit and say, look, um, it, the, the claim that all of truth is relative is self defeating. It's irrational. You can't believe mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So if that's irrational, why is it that religious belief in particular is relative? Yeah. Right. But truth in general is not relative. Right. Now they might say, well, religion is just based on feelings and say, well, how do you know that? Right. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, what is that? Like, what that's that not a from? statement of, that's not a statement of feeling, right? That's you're right, making, yeah. you're making a statement of fact about religion. That's right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It, is that relative or is it not? Right. Yeah. If it's absolute, how do you know it's absolute? Right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and if at the end of the day, what's here is this is just their unbelief showing, right. They don't believe yeah. there's a God. So there's no way for faith to be based on, on reality. 
right? Or faith to be a response to reality, right? Yeah. But here's the thing is that's just circular then, right? You, right. Know, you can't know that God exists because there is no God. Well, <laughs> you know, that's just begging the question, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so I think that's that that's a helpful to think through that, right? Sure. Again, that once you've that the, you know, that's just true for you leads to or is you know logically closely connected to the claim that there are no absolute truths which right. is a contradiction right uh did, did you want to add anything to that jason or no no that, that's uh, uh i i think that's a, a good explanation and and again if you can get if you can get your interlocutor to that point you've mm-hmm. done a lot um that's right and it, it won't be as quick as we just went through it if it sure, is that's sure. awesome you're you're amazing <laughs> um but uh, uh, but but to to again to uh, uh, to get to get the other person to really uh, you know think this through mm-hmm. um, to 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 sit there and you know even if they even if they end it you know I mean I remember one time having a conversation you know where the guy was like I completely disagree with you but I think your position is reasonable and I was like okay that's well, do. that's, yeah, that's that's good, good enough you know that's yeah. good enough because it's it's at least you know. Uh, uh, consistent, you know, exactly. and that's, you know, and that's a first step to somebody being open to God's grace and to being open sure. to uh, uh, conversion, whether sure. they, whether they call it that or not, you know, so, right. so, so what are going to, we're going to be some of the uh, other challenges that we encounter. So relativism, what else? Uh, the other, another one's going to be pluralism, pluralism, right? Yeah. And again, and this is one you might even encounter among other Christians. This is one of the things that I think in general apologetics, you have to be aware of um, mm-hmm. are, Christians who are deceived, you know, um, Christians who have been misled, right? So pluralism is it would be the view, maybe not that truth is relative, although it's very closely related, but that there sure. are many truths, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, <clears throat> you know, we want to be inclusive, right? Today, yeah. right? <laughs> um, uh, apparently, um, <laughs> and so what in in religious context, this comes down to well, you know. <clears throat> Again, it's very close to relativism, but you know that every religion is true. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's God. God is too big for there right. to be only one pathway. There's there's many paths to the one big God. There's many small paths. You know. Yeah. However, however they decide to, to don't put God that. in a box. You know. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. You know? Yeah, or or you know you know churches just add you know man made inventions to uh-huh. they they attach it on you know things right. like that. So yeah, yeah. So there's many paths, all that sort of thing, right? Well, here's the thing, look, that again, okay, okay. So what you want to say there is it's not what you're describing is not possible because these paths don't all lead to the same goal because they're mutually exclusive. They cannot all be true, right? Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, your intellectual might be, well, why is that the case? That sounds awfully exclusive and narrow-minded. Well, because of the very things that those religions profess, right? Yeah. You know, like reincarnation cannot both be true and not true, yeah. right? It either is or it is not, right? That's <laughs> logic, right? That's the law, principle of non-contradiction, right? Um, you can't, um, you know, Christianity denies reincarnation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, other religions, Hinduism in particular, profess reincarnation. Can't both be yeah, true. 
you know, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you want to say? Right. I mean, it, like it's, it's, it, it's X and not X. Right. Um, you know, um, in different way, you know, Islam denies the divinity of Jesus Christ. Christianity yeah. professes the uh, divinity of Jesus Christ. These and, and that Jesus Christ, yeah, and that Jesus Christ is the only way to God the Father. That's right. Like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, and I, I like the way I like the way kind of the the because somebody can ask that question, and I, I've I've been asked that question before too, and it's it's hard to to know where to go. Like, okay, do I get into a study of comparative religions? Do I get into, you know, how do I, how do I do this? But, but I, I think the, the, the way that you present it there with, you know, begin with the end, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what, do, what do, you know, maybe what do some of these religions, what do they have in mind for the end of man? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that quickly gets to what's at the heart of, of that religion. That's right. Um, right. You know, so before you get into, you know, uh, maybe some other, you know, other beliefs and whatever. Begin with the end. I think that's mm-hmm. the end's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think that the it's helpful. But we also need to like, you know, I think expand this. Again, you're not trying to be hostile here. You're not trying to make your interlocutor feel stupid. But you just yeah. say, look, it, this is irrational. Now you could, you know, here's a here's a a soft sell or, or a soft a softer approach, which is to say, I think what you're trying to say is that every religion contains some truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that, right? That's that's okay, right? There, there are there are are, are in uh, Islam. There are things that are taught that are true, right? Uh, and that's good, right? You know, uh, sure. Islam, uh, you know, teaches that uh, theft is uh, evil, right? And that it's you know contrary to God's will, and that's true, right? It's immoral to be a thief. Um, and so we can recognize that there are some truths, right? in yep. any religion uh that's different than saying that all religions are true right <laughs> right yeah um because they aren't this also no this needs to be expanded in our own time jason something i've just become more aware of in the last decade and this is something that we have maybe ought to address more but this needs to expand to also things like neo-paganism right yeah uh to wicca uh, to new or Norse beliefs, yeah, or or know. even now, even even now, there's a there's like a huge resurgence in like uh, Norse like mythology yeah. and yeah. religion, and like I don't um, know if it's just because like of Viking shows or what, <laughs> right. but, but for whatever reason, like there's there's entire like you know YouTube channels dedicated to to the Norse right. religion, yeah, yeah, I mean, paganism. Again, who wants to yeah? Who wants to re- resurrect that stuff? I mean, good grief. Yeah. Um, but look, you know. Look, you cannot worship Odin and Jesus, right? Like that's just not that doesn't work, right? Yeah. Um, Norse, you know, paganism is you know um, not compatible, right? It's contrary to Christianity. So is Wicca, right? Uh, okay. So are any kinds of magic, right? The scripture says you know that God detests right those sorts of things, right? Um, and that's also true of the new age, which is, you know, very amorphous, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the key ideas of the new age are basically pantheism and monism, yeah. right? Yeah. Those are really, when you get down to it, that's what new age, at a metaphysical level, right? That's what sure. new age professes. Everything is one and everything is divine and you need to release the divine within you. Yeah. Um, that's the new age. There's a lot of different ways to package it. You know, uh, there's, you know, a lot of different ways to make money off of it, selling crystals and things like that. But uh, that's the, the, the essence of the matter. And mm-hmm. of course, Christianity 
says denies that that's true denies that everything yeah. is and denies that everything is divine right so yeah. these things are so pluralism it's a it, it sounds i think it's attractive because it makes it like well i can have my christianity and you know you, you these other religions we can say oh they're good too and you know all that but at the end of the day even if you recognize that maybe there is something good or true within another religion um yeah. you can't say that that religion is true right that it's the true description of reality well, right? because yeah and because exclusive with christianity yeah yeah and i i think the reason why i think it's popular is because it's it's reflective of the of the current societal virtues of inclusivity okay, right. and yeah, right. uh, even like kind of a very it's very uh, uh, non confrontational, right? That's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to say you're 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 dumb for worshiping, you know, the tree, but <laughs> you know you're worshiping a tree, like right. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's so so. I mean, I think it holds up and it, it creates this kind of uh, just this false peace, this false. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you would never let you know. Again, you know, you think about your own kids or something like that. You know, you would never let them uh, live a. F- well, I, I say this, <laughs> recognizing that our world does this all the time, but. I would I would never let my children, you know, live according to a falsehood and say, well, you know, I don't want to really impose. No, if you're going to stick a fork in a socket, I'm going to smack right, it out of yeah. your hand. Right. Because right. it's not good for you. Right. It, yeah. If, you, you know, if little Johnny thinks he can fly, he's wrong. And I'm going to I'm going to yeah. disabuse him of that error before he tries <laughs> to fly off the top of the roof. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you're. Uh, um it's actually, you know, uncharitable to let to let somebody live in a falsehood. That's know? right. Um, you know, uh, you know, and this and this can be applied to even you know smaller ones, not just you know religious ones, but I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, the whole gender thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a form of abuse, you know. Sure. Period. Period. Um, you know, so so there's, you know, you we wouldn't we wouldn't just say, well, that's okay. You know, we can mm-hmm. we can all get along or something. Like that. No, and, and the thing is, is there's there's things within like you said those religions that um are are contradictory and yes you know they mm-hmm. they can't just we can't just gloss over them because they're pretty big that's right you know that's like right. yeah christ is the way the truth and the life that's, that's a, <laughs> right the the <laughs> yeah. not, not a you know? that's right that's right yeah 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 um yeah, I mean, yeah, scriptures and scriptures full of that kind of exclusivity of yeah. Jesus Christ, uh, uh, for sure. So that's another one to be aware of. And notice, uh, uh, you know, um, our listeners notice this. Really, this is just logic. This is just the two things we've done uh, we used so far. This, and it's not like super sophisticated. You don't have to be a scripture scholar or, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, you know, uh, steeped in patristics, okay, or yeah. something like that to be able to say, show why relativism is irrational and to show uh, why pluralism is irrational, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are just pretty straightforward, common sense reasoning, right? Uh, Sure, sure. Should expose those as errors, right? That's why scripture is true, right? That there's a kind of foolishness, right? And darkness, right, that's involved in this. Um, It's, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's the rebel heart, right? We should know that, right? That, you know, um, 
we deny God, right? Because we don't want yeah. there to be God, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but any bit. So the next one, right? Uh, challenge here that you you're likely run into is scientism. Okay. Now, scientism is not the same as science, right? And we've emphasized that often in this podcast. Um, science is an excellent method for inquiring into various uh, questions and subject matter. Um, you know, inquiring into questions about anatomy, uh, mm -hmm. physical forces, um, uh, those sorts of things. Um, and that's what science is set up to do. And it's a great method of inquiry for doing those things, right? Right. Um, scientism is a philosophical theory, right? About science and truth, right? It's different than the scientific method. Scientism right. is technically speaking, an epistemological theory, right? right. So just to spell this out, um, our longtime listeners probably have a pretty good idea of what that means, but epistemology, right, is a philosophical theory of knowledge, right? right. So, How do you know something? That's the that's question right. it's scaring to get at. That's yeah. right. How do you know uh, what's truth? How do you, what is knowledge? How do you get it, right? Yeah. Um, and we all have an epistemology implicitly. Uh, we may have not thought about it um, mm -hmm. explicitly, but we all have one. Scientism is a little more explicit, right? And and basically, it comes down to the claim that um, only those propositions are objectively true that are demonstrated by science, right? right. Uh, or demonstrated scientifically. You could put it a couple of different ways. Ju only those judgments are true, which are demonstrated by science uh, or objectively true. Um, that kind of thing, right? And we've talked about this a good deal, uh, both in our Modern Mind episode, which was a while yeah. back, or in a recent episode on the crisis of philosophy. But, you know, there's a, a real um, tendency in modern discourse to sort of, you know, sort of sequester the objective, right, into math and science, and then everything else is yeah. subjective, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you want to challenge that, right? Because you know, science doesn't prove the existence of God or the truth of Christianity. I know there are some Christian apologists out there who kind of take that approach. Um, I, I always think that that's not really that helpful or even really necessary, right? Because yeah. what you could really argue instead is just that, you know, philosoph use philosophy, right? You don't need to try to bend the scientific method to yeah. proving something that it's not set up to prove the scientific method can only deal with things that are measurable and observable, right? Well, we can't directly observe the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can't directly observe his divinity. We can't, you know, we could maybe reason to the, the idea that such and such is the best possible explanation, right? Sure. But that's a philosophical type argument. That's not yeah. a, uh, uh, and, and, that, and to me in saying that that's totally fine. Right. Because you know what? I don't, except scientism, right? Yeah. I think that we can know things and that we can have truth. We can access the truth in ways other than modern science. Yeah. Yeah. Two things I'd say about this is, you know, first the, the, the claim itself that scientism makes um, cannot, is not, and cannot be proven using the scientific method or right. is observable. So, so you're going to make a very truth fact statement uh -huh. about all of reality <laughs> that does not um you know uh you know uh that cannot be proven by its own claim so right. we would call that criteria. a self 
Yeah, we call that a self-defeating argument kind of a deal. Right. Um, so, so that's problematic, you know. And, and the other thing, you know, I think uh, uh, it's just a practical kind of a, a practical um, aspect to sure. scientism that, that we've experienced in recent mm-hmm. time. You know, and that's just the, the, the subjugation or I don't know what the right word is, the, where, where you, you, you subject everything all of life to right. what is what is um you know demonstrable mm-hmm. to uh, uh from the from the scientific method or or something right. like that um uh, you know you put science in a place that it, it it's never been or never made the claim to be sure um, sure sure you know and, and practically that just it's not good for the human person because right. we're not right. we're not simply material we're not sure. simply uh things like that so you know when you you know, for the material world, yeah, mm. it's pretty helpful, pretty dang helpful. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, like the microphones that we're using and the eyeglasses on my face. I mean, those are all great things, right? Uh, you know, all this technology that we're using to have the podcast, right? Is you know, yeah, those are you know the results of science. And so there's no question of putting science down here, right? It's just a recognition that if you try to make science the ultimate and exclusive criteria of truth right yeah yeah yeah. and you end up uh in a self-defeating position right and right. and in this when this is brought forward as a block to christianity right into christian yeah. faith you can't prove christianity by science therefore science uh, christianity is not real well you're 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 presupposing right that as you said jason that that only those things are real that can be proven by science right but science itself can't prove that therefore you're it's self-defeating right um yeah. I would also want to point out if you wanted to take it deep more deeply, right. That there are presuppositions to the reliability of science that science can't demonstrate without begging the question. Right. Yeah. You know, namely the reliability of observation, um, the uniformity of nature, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. The reliability of logic. Uh, yeah. All of those things are presupposed within the scientific method. Right. And so, you know, that's why it at least has to be open to philosophy, right? If nothing else, right? Um, right. But uh, it doesn't, it cannot be used rationally as a block to Christian faith. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, think that's a, I, I think that's the key point, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, is that, it, you know, uh, again, the, the, the claim can't, uh, can't prove uh, that would that what is trying to do right you know sure. saying that you know christianity is is wrong because it can't right. be well you know i mean that you know and, you know and there's so many things you know just i think you know i don't want to say easy arguments but i think things that demonstrate kind of the the uh the falsehood of a scientific position like this or scientism position yeah, like this yeah, sure. you know how do you you know um okay um i can't how do you measure love how do you measure hope? Mm-hmm. Are those things not real then? Sure. You know, how do you, how do you measure the soul? How do you mm-hmm. identify the soul? How do you, you know, like there's so many things, you know, so you either have to completely deny these things, mm-hmm. which then reduce the human person to something they're not, or to simply right. their material. Thus, you know, you know, you have to, you have to do away with so much mm-hmm. that, uh, um, that has to do with just your common experience, you know, right, so the, right, right, right. And the, and the laboratory of life, right. <laughs> That's right. That's great. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's going to, uh, scientism is going to leave off some of the most fundamental aspects of human life uh-huh. that it, that I think it quickly falls apart. Sure. Uh, 
and, and just sure. yeah. You know, and the truth is, you don't live this way, right? Yeah. In most instances, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, like, oh, yeah. well, I haven't scientifically proven that you know my car is going to start, and so you know, like, no, like you, you, yeah. you, 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 we live our lives in uh, uh, without recourse to scientism normally, right. and you do need, you do need to be careful as a Christian, right? Not to get baited, right? That's one thing I want to point out here somebody says something like well look i mean science proves that the resurrection didn't happen or challenges you and says well yeah i mean there's no like there's no scientific evidence that the resurrection didn't happen right or the resurrection happened excuse me well again don't be baited right there right stop think for a minute and say um I agree that it can't, that the resurrection isn't scientifically demonstrable, right? Yeah. I don't agree that it necessarily follows that it's false, right? Yeah. Those are two different claims. And then ask the question, are you saying that only those things that are scientifically demonstrated are real, right? That ask them that question, right? Yeah. And then you, again, you're, you're putting us back in the philosophical, right? Uh, yeah. discussion and you can show here right that that is a self-defeating premise right or self-defeating right. Yeah. Uh, hypothesis i i encountered a um when i was a dre there was a um fairly fairly intelligent eighth grader um mm. who was he was like i don't want to be confirmed because i'm a man of science you know and he, he just completely went by this you know i i don't believe in you know I think faith is is not uh, reliable like science is. And, you know, it's just kind of taking this position. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, and, and a lot of it goes back to, uh, you know, the epistemological question of, mm-hmm. you know, how do you know, right? right you know, right, and so, right. and so he's like, well, it must be demonstrated by science, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, well, what have you read? And he named all these books. And, and I mm-hmm. said, well, how... I said, do you have direct experience of what they're saying, or are you taking your are are you taking their word for it? I said mm-hmm. that's that's a form of kind of natural faith when sure. you believe what somebody is saying based on uh, them saying it. Right. I said, right, right. And and you know and so you know philosophically, you know we we there 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 are natural forms of faith right mm-hmm. oh, that, we, sure. that you know that otherwise life would be completely unlivable Even, of course yeah you know we... carnal ratzinger makes <laughs> this point that you you don't have to have direct knowledge of everything in order to to go through life life would be right. unlivable you know like right. i don't right. i don't know how my gas pedal works therefore i'm not going to use it right. until i have direct knowledge on how my gas pedal right works. yeah no you you would you would never get there, right? <laughs> that's right so you know naturally speaking uh, or, or practically speaking, you 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 have to take uh, some people at their words. You have to mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you can't you can't put up the shield of science to to every single claim uh, because right. life will be completely <laughs> just unlivable, unenjoyable. And uh, you know how do I know this beer isn't poison? You know, right, right. like <sighs> <laughs> so, right, right, yeah, yeah. And that just shows you right that that this criteria. Not only is it irrational, right? It's unworkable, but also it's just yeah. being brought up. In, it's brought in inconsistently, right? It's brought yeah, in yeah. as uh, specifically something to shut down uh, Christian faith, right? Yeah, but um, I but I agree. I agree with you. Please don't take the bait. Yeah, <laughs> think through, yeah. Think through it and get back to the uh, the epistemological question. That, That's right. That it's get based back, on. You know? Yeah, get back to the philosophical presupposition, and you're yeah. Then you'll be in better shape, right? Yeah. Um, 
probably, you know, the fourth, and we can, you know, wrap up with this one, the fourth, and and I would say maybe today, most important uh, criticism uh, or attack you're going to experience on Christian faith. It's really interesting. This was not the case, I think, when I was younger, um, mm. but is that Christianity is immoral or yeah. that it's unethical, right, to be a Christian, right? That there's something... Um, uh, unjust, right, uh, and discriminatory about Christianity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that really Christianity, you should be ashamed of being a Christian, right? Because yeah. because Christianity is an immoral uh, religion. Uh, have you noticed that that the growth in that kind of it's, criticism? Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's really and you know quite frightened frighteningly. I, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's frightening uh, that that it's uh, you know. You you hear these uh, these claims more and more uh, of you know uh, Christians being bigots or, mm. or or something like that or being uh, not inviting exclusive mm. right, you know and right, right, and again right. viol- violating every and, and you know and this is where you know the world and Christianity are really starting to 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 butt heads is uh, the things that Christianity actually claims is really striking at the heart of our current. Uh, virtues that we hold right. that we try to hold up as a society mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. there, you know, and, and so Christianity is being uh, really um, in some cases very openly. And I think for the first time, like you said, it's kind of a new, new phenomena thing kind mm-hmm. of where we're seeing people push back against Christianity as Christianity, not, mm-hmm. not, you know, and we've always seen Christianity being pushed back as pointing to this Christian or that Christian, Mm-hmm. Right against, against the people, that's always been the case, and that'll never stop being the case. Sure, but 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 I think recently, right, mm-hmm. Christianity is being pointed to as something that uh, uh, that's you know a, you know homophobic, that's mm-hmm. xenophobic, or something like that. Mm-hmm. As 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 Christianity, not just yeah. Christians. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think the distinction you're making there is. Is yeah, are there bad Christians? Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's always been true, right? <laughs> it always will be true. The uh, but then where there's an ethical critique of Christianity in itself, right? Yeah, um, and this is really interesting, and I think it's an effect of it, it grows out of what I would call the new morality. And mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting, Jason. You know, that relativism still is widespread. But it goes hand in hand, and I've, I've, I've experienced this in my students, relativism except about the new morality, right? There is like a, a new morality, right? And yeah. it's been growing. And I remember telling, you know, conservative Christian friends, you know, even up to even a decade ago that I don't think relativism is the biggest thing anymore. Yeah. I think what's really threatening is, an, is a new kind of moral realism, right? Um, it it you know, just because just because relativism is false doesn't mean that every version of moral realism is true, <laughs> right? You right, 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 right. You can have false moral claims, right? So what am I saying right here uh, by this new morality? You know, we've talked about this uh, in depth, and I don't want to do that right now, but if you want the full historical account, right, you mm-hmm. can look at our episodes on uh, our episode on neo-Marxism, right? We did yeah. an episode on that, right, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. So the you just kind of go in and, and look up neo-Marxism um, um, 
in on our YouTube channel and you should be able to find it. Um, but it's a, um, uh, the, that's the background. That's essentially what the new morality is, is neo-Marxism, which means you need to know a little bit about Marxism. Again, we've got long episodes on this that will give you lots of details. And I really urge you to go and you know do the work of listening to those episodes because they're really very informative, right? Um, but um, in fact, uh, I, do, I have a couple of friends who listen to us regularly and they, you know, they uh, in particular point out those episodes as being some of our, our better ones, right? In terms of just the information they got was, you know, yeah. uh, kind of uh, really helpful to them. Uh, so essentially Marxism involves, there's a lot of things about Marxism. It's an interesting, complex view, but yeah. the essential point that's important for us today is the view that history is fundamentally about an oppressor oppressed dialectic, right? Yeah. The word dialectic in Marxism means uh, opposition, right? So that fundamentally human society, the human condition is one of competition, opposition between an oppressor class and an oppressed. Yeah. Originally Marxism described this in terms of the capitalist versus the proletariat, right? Yeah. The exploited worker versus the exploiting capitalist, right? Subsequently, that's been expanded, right, to other categories of oppressor and oppressed, right? Mm-hmm. So the heteronormative versus the heter- homosexual, <clears throat> men uh, oppressing women. Uh, you can even say parents oppressing children. Yeah. Uh, white culture oppressing non-white culture, Western uh, societies oppressing non-Western societies, etc. Yeah. Right. Uh, now that oppression is spelled out in terms of you know obvious things that and you know that I think anybody would agree to without being a Marxist, right? You know, acts of violence, theft, kidnapping, etc. But it's the essential critique is one of inequality and discrimination, right? Mm-hmm. That is being treated um, with inequal- in a discriminatory way such that you are not given an equal opportunity, an equal condition, such that you're disadvantaged relative to the oppressor class, right? right. So what's fundamentally wrong, right, with male sexism in um, – this view, right, is that what's fundamentally wrong is it involves the discriminatory treatment of women, that is, the uh, unequal treatment of women such that uh, women are exploited, right, their energy, their creativity, um, their labor is exploited to the advantage, the uh, unequal advantage and unfair advantage of the male, mm-hmm. right? Does that... Yeah, I mean, you've heard that yeah. sort of critique before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing I'll point out that that I think is important for our listeners to uh, uh, to grasp that makes uh, neo-Marxism or, or Marxism uh, um, so frightening and uh, a real danger to society is that it's not just an economic philosophy, because many times it gets boiled down to economics. But but that's not what Marx had in mind. Marx, I mean, he had a whole. It was a philosophy about reality, yeah. about you know the about world. How nature. does yeah. Yeah. yeah? How does the world work? What is you know the human nature, right? It mm-hmm. is you know, and society is um, 
operates on this, you know, this dialectic, like you said, mm-hmm. and, and, and so, you know, while it's, so, I mean, it's not just, you know, an epistemological theory and economic, it's everything it mm-hmm. covers. It, it really tries to cover mm-hmm. everything. And, right. but the, but the way you encounter it is not going to be, so I'm a Marxist and here's my position. <laughs> right. you, you know, you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Most people influenced by Marxism or neo-Marxism don't know it. They would, yeah, yeah. They, you know, if you ask them, are you a commie? They would probably say no. Right. Yeah. You know, are you a communist? Well, no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, so they, they come at it through, through these different, through these different avenues and strategies. And one of the, like you said, one of the main strategies of, of the, the, the neo-Marxists is going to be framing the world and its existence in these two, in this, in this main way of, of the oppressed and the oppressor, that there's these two classes, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever classes they may be, however they want to describe them, right, right, uh, you know, right. um, like that's the, you know, so, so reckon, you know, the, the, the first thing that the apologist I think has to do is to recognize kind of what's underneath this what's the the the, the premise to this view of reality Very good. Yeah, right yeah yeah um yeah. yeah again get it back to the philosophical presupposition so here like we have talked about this as I say, in great detail philosophically in other episodes here i want to just sort of focus in on the apologetic yeah. context yeah and say okay how does this how does this critique because you know you might be saying well you know isn't that kind of true? And I think one of the things you want to say is, yeah, it is kind of true, right? That is, there is some truth to this. Obviously, Western society uh, uh, has done things that it should not have done to non-Western societies, right? Western civilization, right? The question is, is that the fundamental picture of reality, right? Is that the yeah. fundam- Is that the only story or the only truth that's important about Western civilization? And of course, I'd say no. Now, but importantly here let's look at this uh, in the apologetic context mm-hmm. marxism or this kind of neo-marxist critique is leveled against christianity right as being western imperialistic mm-hmm. uh racist homophobic um exploitative like you said yeah you know uh, uh capitalist you know uh exploitative economically all of that right all of the like Christianity is evil because it oppresses women, it oppresses homosexuals, it oppresses non-Western civilizations, yeah. it oppresses non-Christian religions, etc. Okay, that's the critique, right? And you and you're bad, right, for being Christian, right? So <laughs> that's I, mean, I think that that's really where it is. Now, from an apologetics perspective, I think. Um, the main thing you want to push back on. So there's two possible, two possible lines of argument you could make here, right? One is no, Christianity is not really patriarchal, right? Yeah. Or um, that sort of thing. So you could try to like deal with it. This is what I'd call kind of an inductive particular issue kind of way. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's not a bad approach but it's really complicated actually. Yeah. Right. Um, and you really need to know a lot about history, right. Yeah. Um, Theology, philosophy. You're going to have to really, yeah. really know your chops here. Right. Yeah. Um, because the truth is right. Say with men and women, 
Christianity isn't compatible with egalitarian feminism, right? In its right. most radical forms, right? And if your standard is egalitarian feminism, like a, ra- a radical version of feminism, then I'm going to have to say, yeah, you're right. We disagree, you know? At the same time, I'm going to want to insist that that um, abusive forms of exploitation are also contrary, uh, yeah. you know, abu- abuse and exploitation is also contrary to Christianity, right? But then you're then you have to sort of develop a real model that makes it possible to explain all those things. So I actually don't recommend going down that path. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To most people in most circumstances. Um, I, rec- I do recommend acknowledging that Christians have been racist. There have there there are there are Christians who have been racist, and we're sad, mm-hmm. and you know we regret mm-hmm. that that's true, right? There have been uh, Christian men who have been abusive, and we regret that that's that that's true, right? Um, and you know we want to avoid those. So that, I think that's a good thing. But then you would say, but I don't think that's the whole of Christianity. Yeah. I don't there, think there, that's there's the, nothing the most in... important story about Christianity, yeah. right? The Christian story. I'd put it this way: the Christian story is bigger than the failures of particular Christians. Right. Or, or to say, you know, while, while some Christians, you know, have been X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. there's nothing in Christianity that supports them for being X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nothing, you know, there's, there's not, you know, some ninth beatitude or something like that that says, you know, husbands, you know, or Ephesians, Ephesians, you know, nine or whatever is talking about, you know, how husbands need to beat their wives. Like sure. right. there's, that's, there's that's not there, you know, right. some not there. Yeah, it's not there, and and uh, yeah, that it's that a, that a lot of it is is not they're they're that way not because of their religion, right? Right. It's, it's and what you point country. out is there are others who aren't Christians who do these bad things, right? So it's not sort right. of inherent, right? There's right, and that's a, and that's a good way to point to like yeah. this is not A is not the cause of B. That's right. right. Yeah. So so, I, but I think there I would tread softly there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would just kind of put that out there because, again, you can easily get drugged back into particular like a, issues. Yeah, yeah. Particular issues that are get really complicated. So the main thrust I would I would push is, <clears throat> well, what is your basis? Right. For saying that unequal treatment is wrong. Right. Right. Like. What like yeah. you're saying that I mean the, the fundamental issue here is uh, inequality, right? Yeah. Um, why? What's wrong with inequality, right? What's your basis for saying inequality is wrong? It's not fair. It's not fair. It's uh, uh yeah, yeah, it's not fair. It, it 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 usually leads to the marginalization of the underclass of the, yeah. you know and that's why we have the oppressed class, whatever the oppressed sure. class may be. Sure. Right. Yeah, and then you ask like, what's wrong with that? Well, it's just not fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people get <laughs> it caught just up becomes in circular, right? Yeah, you know, you're just saying it's it's bad because it's not fair, and uh, and and you know, you you shouldn't be unfair because that would be unfair, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, Which is yeah. circular, right? I mean, the, the truth is, second most secular ethicists most mm-hmm. don't have any ground to stand on, right? Yeah, they don't have any foundation for a way to philosophically defend their position. Right. right. You know, uh, so they, so they would, they would, they would ask you, they would say, okay, okay. You know, Dr. Smith, why? So you're saying inequality is a good thing or, 
that, that we should discriminate? I would say for, I would say two things. One, some kinds of inequality are wrong right? yeah. and some kinds of discrimination are wrong. And I have a foundation I have as a Christian and, you know, as a philosopher, have a foundation for saying why that's the case. And secondly, I also have uh, principles that allow me to rationally distinguish between acceptable discrimination and unacceptable discrimination. Right. Now that, again, that does get you pretty, that gets pretty philosophically heavy. Right. I I understand that. Um, But what you want to say, I think as a Christian is look, God tells me, in, in his revelation, right? That unequal weights and measures are evil, right? That yeah. we're to, to act in a way that's just, right? And I know I must obey God. So, I mean, I have a foundation as a Christian, right? Um, in God's word that directs me towards uh, treating people fairly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you could talk about other issues, right? You could, you know, you can bring in philosophical type arguments too, if you want, Right. Or if you're and if you're equipped to do that. But I think what you want to show is that in a Christian worldview uh, or what you get from scripture, or what you get from your know, revelation or Christian tradition. Right. Equips you to recognize. Right. Um, you know, that all human beings are made in the image of God. Right. And they, you know, that as being made in the image of God, they should be treated uh, in a way that's equal and just. Right. That doesn't mean um, egalitarian. Yeah, it doesn't mean egalitarian, right? Because obviously we we should treat people differently in some cases, right? Yeah, I mean, we all know that once you start to really think about it, right? Yeah. Um, but here's a, the 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 baseline is this: is that as made in the image of God, right? Uh, ordered to God as our ultimate end, right? We have to, uh, as ordered to God, right? We have an obligation to. Um, uh, to allow others to pursue God right? Right, right, right. And, and, and to not deprive them of the opportunity to pursue God and to pursue those natural ends that God has ordained them to, right? They're subject to the natural law and the divine law, just as we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all, you know, are created equal and equal under the, under God. Right. Right. And that's our foundation. Right. Now, what you want to say then is that, um, though is really this the whole point is not you attacked christianity on the basis of its immorality Mm -hmm. right and the basis of its being um unequal right but as a matter or 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 as uh, abetting and fostering inequality right yeah but you don't even have you don't have you have no justification for why inequality is wrong so your attack on christianity here fails right 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 and, and that's a little yeah. more that's a little more feisty all right uh i think than the other issues right um because some of these some people hold these things very dear to the heart right sure um yeah and, and i know, think be a little careful but or gentle but i think what you want to say is you know look that criticism is not well founded right because it's not based on something that actually um makes sense or has any philosophical foundation rational yeah, or that's what it's yeah like, or even or even you know um justification and and experience right so mm-hmm. you know um should should parents and kids have an equal say in what we have for dinner you know should <laughs> no. the, should the student and the teacher have an equal say in what grade they get you know mm-hmm. like there's 
There's many different, yeah, there's, there's many different kinds of uh, relationships Mm -hmm. that, that are discriminatory, right? Mm -hmm. If, 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 um, if I'm waiting for the bus and a man and, you know, for my children to go to school Mm -hmm. and a man in a van drives up and says, I can give your kid a a ride to school. I'm going to be discriminatory against that guy. Why? Sure. Because that's shady as all get out. <laughs> you know, like, you know, is that me being, you know, am I, you know, I'm not taking him at his word. No, I'm discriminating. Right. And I have good reason to discriminate sure. in that case because mm-hmm. that relation, because, because of the relationship that exists there. Right? right. So, you know, practically speaking, you know, we, we discriminate all the time. Um, so, you know, the, like I said, you know, in that phrase, kind of the, the laboratory of life, right? Mm-hmm. We, we have to make discriminations. I choose this thing and not that thing. Right, um, right. I'm going to trust this person or I'm not going to trust this person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not unfair mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. person. Sure, sure. And, and we can go through, you know, example after example. But again, I think like you said, to, to get back to this point that they have to provide some sort of evidence. That's right. That's right. Of, of, of. Christianity being this exploitative, sexist, racist, right. homophobic. Well, you know, I, what I really want to show is, is, is I think the, the most direct, right. Yeah. Is to say your, your, your presupposition, right. Your yeah. philosophical presupposition here is groundless. Yeah. Right. You have no foundation for that. Right. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's not fair because it's not fair. It's not an argument. That's right. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. Um, that is at the end of the day, right? You don't have a foundation for the critique that you're bringing against Christianity. Therefore, it's not a rational critique. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that. Uh, yeah. That's something that the I think the apologist has to think through. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? Yeah. Because that's it, it gets I, to the heart of the even, matter. Yeah, I don't yeah. even want to grant them the premise, though, right? Yeah, that they're yeah, right yeah, yeah. about this whole moral, moral situation, anyways. Yeah, I'll grant that there are some forms of discrimination and equality that are wrong, right? Yeah, but that to explain that takes a whole different yeah. moral worldview. Their yeah. worldview is not capable. Their secularism, their humanism, their atheism, their agnosticism, their materialism is not capable of supporting a moral critique right yeah uh, of christianity and that's what you want to expose to them right is that they're 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 drowning right yeah they have no grounds to stand on right so if you're looking at all this is it's a little feisty but i think you know sometimes you got to go there and you can say it nicely right you know and uh you know try to say it uh you know with as much love and um uh friendship as you can right Um, yeah and you know because we do at the end of the day we don't want to just win Right. We want, you know, the person to see the truth of Christianity. These are obstacles. These are proud arguments, right. That stand in the way of knowledge of God. And so we're going to tear them down. Right. And yeah. that's the way we need to see them. Right. Is these are obstacles to knowing God. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're brought as criticisms of our religion, of our faith. They're meant to tear us down. Right. You know, they're thrown at us like fiery darts. Right. Um, to kill our faith. And so we need to be ready to fight them. Right. Yeah. Um, again, with love and charity um, uh, and as, as much, you know, uh, calmness as we can, but um, knocking those down mm-hmm. doesn't prove that Christianity is true. Right. right? 
And, and in this, in this scenario, I don't even really want Christians to get overly concerned about proving things philosophically. This is defensive, right? Yeah. This is the destructive part, right? This is the combat part where we're just saying, look, you're attacking my faith. The, this is how I'm going to defeat these attacks. Right. Yeah. That's my yeah. strategic, that's my strategy here. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for the, for the Christian, when we, when we, think about evangelization and we hear words like, you know, go to the peripheries, to the marginalized, the human mind <laughs> is, is the peripheries where, where, where yeah. in, in some cases, Christianity is not allowed. That's right. right? I agree. I agree. And, and I think that's, I think that's a, that, that's the place where, where the, the, the modern day apologist needs to go, um, you know, uh, is, is, is to the human mind because these things are not challenged regularly these these mm. things are not challenged openly um mm. you know or or even you know for some people you know i guarantee you uh um there there hasn't been a challenge that they haven't shouted down right mm. Mm. so if you're in this one-on-one -on -one situation with the person that is you know especially in this this final one we are talking about right to to, to be able to have the time to challenge them seriously but like you said charitably mm -hmm. right um i i think is very very important so, all right, Dr. Smith, I think you've given our listeners a lot to think about uh, um, and a lot to work on, I think, for, for Christians to be able to, uh, um, to hopefully to work towards building up that uh, uh, the, the reasonableness and the truth of Christianity. Right. Uh, and a lot of that may be in challenging uh, particular worldviews that are popular and sadly anti-Christian. Um, so I would invite all our listeners uh, check out all of our other podcasts especially on neo-Marxism and things like that um, over at catholicstudiesacademy.com or on YouTube and uh, SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts uh, until next time God bless